Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Well, good morning and welcome back to Friday's installment of the Victory Point Bible Reading Plan. Um, I hope you've been having a great week. Uh, I hope tracking along with us has been a um, kind of a, a thought-provoking and a healthy part of your time with Jesus this morning um, or this week. And I do encourage you, um, if you haven't read the passage for today, it's Matthew 21, uh, verses 23 to 32. Feel free to just pause the podcast read it, um, jot down your own thoughts about what's catching your attention, uh, and then come back and we'll, we'll connect with you afterwards because we're not going anywhere. Um, we're a podcast. <laughs> so that's the beautiful thing about us is we're stuck here. Um, but yeah, pause, read the scripture, reflect on it, come on back and we'll share our, some thoughts too. So I hope you took a chance to pause, um, but I'm going to read Matthew 21 verses 23 through 32. It says, When he, Jesus, entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things and who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, they will say, he will say to us, then why did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all, the regard, all regard John as a, pre, a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same thing. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said the first. Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. So, Chris, what's grabbing you about this today? Uh, Well, one of the first things is that, uh, uh, again, it kind of shows anecdotal side of the Lord. uh, But this time, being Jesus and not the Lord himself, uh, when he's like, immediately, when Jesus' authority is questioned, he just flips it right on its head and starts questioning them. And I feel like that's really cool how he like, how he does that. Uh, yeah, another th- it's oh, almost no, like Jesus doesn't feel the need to defend himself. Yeah. Um, like he's confident enough in his, in who he is, his identity, that he doesn't need to to really defend himself, he's going to ask the question of them then. Yeah. Um, another thing, this isn't really 
this pro- this might relate to someone else, but I don't know why, but <laughs> whenever I'm, I feel like the two sons, like that follows me like everywhere. Like it always comes up like so much and it's either the one where the two sons and like one comes back to the house or this one. So I don't know why, but uh, that passage definitely speaks to me because it it is everywhere when I'm like doing something with the Bible, somehow it comes up. Yeah. Yeah, this two sons thing is definitely a narrative that plays out in Scripture a lot, um, in a lot of the Old Testament, a lot of Jesus' parables. And um, I think one of the things that it's getting at, especially in this passage, is there, and, and actually in the prodigal son passage or the, the, the prodigal God passage, yeah. um, um, there's the two sons too. And, and in a lot of ways, they represent the people of Israel being one son and the Gentile people, the people that weren't Israelites, um, as the other son. Um, and, and like here, it's almost as if he's saying to them, you're like the son that says he's going to go work, but just doesn't. You, you, you say the right things to me, religious people, but then you don't live the right way. And, and the, the other son is the one that says the wrong things. Um, you don't necessarily relate pompously with me but you go do what I've asked you to do. And, and which one is God interested in? Well, he's interested in the second one um, because their heart's been changed. Their, their actions have flown and, and changed. Um, he's less interested in lip service than he is about actual transformation. Um, and, and that brought me back to our passage in Ezekiel this week. Um, a lot of this did what you brought up about like kind of the way Jesus questioned them and brought the question back on them. God did that in that Ezekiel passage, but then also the way that God says you that are righteous, if you stop being righteous, you're going to die. And then he says, you that are sinners, if you, if you stop living in sin, you will find life, right? It's that same kind of tension of those two kind of paths that I see. Uh, another th- yeah it's kind of like weird or not weird but like it's kind of sh- like god is like saying like it's kind of weird to think about it like this but uh that he would rather have you like deny him at first that, but actually do what he wants you to do than just saying like okay god and then never doing it it's kind of like crazy to think about that like how um how that works but like it makes sense if you think about it but at first you're like huh yeah. And, um, well, let me let me see here. Uh, I feel like um, another thing with like the anecdotal side is that I feel I when I'm reading uh, the all these passages from the week, I feel like Jesus got questioned a lot, like his authority, like everywhere he turned, it was just, "Hey, wait, why are you here? Hey, who are you?" Like, it's it's just crazy to me how even in the Bible, like that that is happening. Yeah. Well, and I think if we dig into why he's being questioned, like, I just think about the the people's response, right? They kind of hem and haw to his question about, well, if we answer this way, then he's going to say this. But if we answer yeah. this way, then the people are going to be mad at us. And so it's almost like the religious leaders are kind of trying to balance, like, like pleasing and, and people pleasing and truth yeah. and people pleasing. And, and if, they're kind of between a rock and a hard place, right? Because <laughs> they've kind of neglected truth to please the people. Yeah. Um, I, I just wonder, like, I think 
I think you brought us to that yesterday a little bit when you talked about like we have to take the Bible as truth. Um, I think there's Jesus is getting at that. You have to take the word of God as truth. And um, that is going to challenge us sometimes. And it's going to make us uncomfortable sometimes. Um, and we really need to take a look at, at not just dismissing that, but being willing to um, actually reflect and address that. The other thing that really caught me um, in this one was the last sentence again. And it again brought me back, it brought me back to the Ezekiel passage um, where he says, For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe in him. And it just reminded me of like God's desire, right? He said like, I don't want you to die. I want you to repent and then live. And, mm -hmm. and it's like a living example then of this, of this happening, right? Of, of Jesus saying, look at those that are so messy on the outside, the, the ones that have all this external sin that you see, they repented and they're following and they're, and they're, they're living. Their minds have been changed. Their hearts have been renewed. But he's saying to the religious people here, like, why won't you repent and believe? Um, I think those are powerful words for us to reflect on. Yeah, and um, I think it's even more powerful that he's naming, like, all these, like, people that you wouldn't think would, like, be able to, like, end up living in heaven, like, the prostitutes and the tax collectors but the religious leaders won't even like do the thing that God is asking them to do. It was kind of just, it kind of just like is mind boggling that that's, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and the more we spend time in, in the gospels, the more I think we start to see that, that Jesus had a lot of hard teaching, um, for the people of Israel and specifically the leaders of Israel. Um, and and that requires us to have an honest reflection if we're if we're the people that have you know some of us that are listening to this are the people that have grown up around uh, like christian community our whole life and um and that's not bad that's good but it also creates a place where are we pleasing ourselves um are we more like the pharisees and religious people um, not that we should go out and become prostitutes but <laughs> um but we should let our hearts be changed um, in the same manner. Um, it's interesting to ponder. It's, it, I, for me, it challenges me. Any last reflections on this or on kind of the, the reading as a whole this week and, and, and things that you've noticed, Chris? Uh, something, it was a while ago. I, I don't remember what uh, book it was or what uh, chapter of it. Uh, it might have been Ezekiel again, or uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. It might have been Exodus even. But I am just remembering uh, now it was like the sins that your family has or like sins that like follow your family do not affect you. Sins that your parents did, your grandparents did, do not affect you. And when I was reading that the for, and I was hearing that being read, I kind of it kind of just like sunk into me like how like because like no, you would think like oh no i gotta like make up for what my parents did because i am their child but really god says no that doesn't affect you 
you're like a clean slate when you are born. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an awesome, awesome reflection and just reminder that, um, that we come before God and, and we're responsible to repent for what's going on in our life. But, um, we don't have to try to figure out everything from the past. Yeah. So, well, Chris, uh, it was a joy having you on the podcast this week. Um, thanks for sharing so insightfully. Um, I've, I've enjoyed kind of connecting with Chris for the last six months, really pretty intentionally around scripture. And, um, I, I knew this would be a great fit for him because we've had a lot of these conversations and it's been <laughs> super fun. Um, so I'm excited we get to share them and, um, yeah, thanks for stepping out. I know, it's a little nerve wracking. And if I'm honest, I was nervous too. Um, but I think we had a great week and um, we are not God. So we don't have to be perfect, but we can help people reflect on scripture and grow ourselves. Um, and so that's what we've tried to do. So thanks for joining us this week. Have a great one, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm-hmm.